0: Welcome to the family with
1: co-host Catherine Brandt, L.A. Nick,
0: and Andy Brandt-Bernard. We will be right back with the family. Michael
2: Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
0: And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you.
2: Yeah, uh, maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walls, Automotive motor Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal.
2: Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade.
3: been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of JLo and the House of Dan Rush. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Do, 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 hey, do, rocking out, man. Rocking out. Nothing wrong with that. Let me just.
3: I was point rocking that out of the out way here, though, to KQ. Oh, you
0: were? What were you listening nice. to? Uh,
4: they were playing Scorpions, which I, they don't play that much. So I was. I
3: was going to say, what were well, they? We which, which Queen song were they
0: playing? No, they're playing Scorpions. <clears throat> no, since James took over, our music has changed a lot. I was, oh yeah. Matter of fact, I was making yeah, fun of it the other day. It actually has. Oh, a lot. Oh, good. I said, yeah, you guys know. I said this on the air too. I said, hey, you guys notice we don't play Winchester Cathedral anymore.
4: <laughs> Plus, they've they started playing the next gen of rock, like they're, playing yes, like the they new, they're uh, dabbling in like you know Soundgarden
0: and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. they, they
4: didn't used to play, no. So it's good.
0: I like it. It yeah, works me for me. Like That's all too. I have to say. Yeah, it comes along a lot better, and I just uh, you know. The two things I don't miss is uh, is pop rock and showing up on the show to schmooze when you're not on the show. That's the part that I didn't care for at all. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's just
0: me, you know, at the, oh, God, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, I've got, a, uh, Tommy, I've got some announcements to make. Oh, to I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I'm, <laughs> now, you now know I remember. What I'm
3: talking about. Yes, you do. I knew you'd remember. There's yeah. no question about I it. I thought you meant people would just like randomly walk into the studio and be like, "Hello." Oh yeah. <laughs> it's Like, what are you doing? <clears throat> what are you doing? Is all I have to say, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Uh, Jesus, I tell you, it's just um, looking at all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. And do we have to? Actually, <laughs> no, no, we do not. Catherine, I talked to. Uh, you talked to. I talked whoo. to uh, Michael Chiklis this morning. The star of Coyote.
1: Oh, 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 oh! That He's Michael. What a good
0: guy! What a okay. great. Gra- did you know that they've only done six episodes and they don't know if they're going to do any more at all because of the COVID thing? Really? Hmm. Have you guys seen that show Coyote?
4: Oh, it's so good. I've seen. I've what
0: seen a, the trailer
4: for it, but I haven't seen the show. Right. What's right.
1: he in? What's? Uh, did you ever see the bridge?
0: Yeah, the bridge was great. Oh, yeah, I seen really the, bridge.
4: Good show too. Yeah, the bridge.
1: Yeah, the bridge was it's good. Kind, kind yeah, kind of, sort of like that in a I way. I saw the bridge. In a way. What,
0: mm-hmm. what I really like about it is Michael Chiklis and I were talking about this, too, is that in the very first episode, he's a Border Patrol agent arresting people for sneaking across the border. And then uh, he runs into a little trouble here, there, and now. Oh, I did offer, by the way, Catherine, that if they ever want to sell the land that that house who's building sits on, you and I would buy it.
1: God, I know.
0: this <laughs> thing. Baja, California, Mexico, obviously. Holy God, is that coast beautiful.
1: Except for you have to deal with all the drug lords yeah. well, burning <laughs> your house down if they don't like something you did. <laughs>
0: that's, that's true. That yeah, is those
1: are some scary people that they're <clears throat> dealing with. Yikes. It's actually that getting
4: worse that,
3: in
0: that area right now, too. Well,
3: it's is been it? bad yeah, it's for sort of... basically ever.
1: It's, well, yeah.
0: Pretty much true, it's but what I like about be. the show is... They switched their position, he switched positions, trying to understand the other side of coming across the border, but they it's not political at all, which is what I love. They didn't politicize the whole thing. Not yet. You know yeah, not what I mean? yet. <laughs> well, he said he wasn't going to do it, because I talked to him about it oh, this good. morning. He said, we're not going to politicize this thing at all. It's going it's to be a, a guy's personal experience, and that's all there is to it, so... I think it's wonderful. <clears throat> we were just talking about some other things off the air. And uh, got a couple of special guests coming up this morning. Or this morning, this afternoon. Well, it still is morning now. It's only 11, 28, 29, whatever. But, um, yeah, I got a lot of great stuff coming up on the show today. I just, uh, I've been talking to a lot of people about a lot of different things. Uh, the world is just it just does piss me off. And one thing I brought up, I, I brought in my car for, for, for service. Here we go. I brought in my car for service, and there was a young woman. She probably, I don't know how a young woman was. She was probably in her 40s, somewhere in there. But she was very nice, and she struck up a conversation, and we were talking about this, that, and the other thing. And she said, "Do you not, Did you see what CNN's doing? And I said, Oh, you mean the fact they took off the counter they had on every second? I when know, the isn't other that interesting? Hmm. Yeah. They took it down. And then, I was reminded by Brian Zepp this morning, they did the same thing with the Gulf War. They used to keep a counter on how many people had died in the Gulf War until Barack Obama became president. That day,
3: they took it down. Well, I don't think there's anyone on Earth who would uh, say that they're not extraordinarily biased in one direction. Well, it's just I, a known oh, thing dear. at this point. I
4: mean, I said it right. a long time ago, in February after the election, the news would stop covering COVID.
3: Yeah, you can go back. You can <clears throat> listen to me say yep. that as soon as Biden gets into office, COVID is going to stop being a big deal. You can find it months yeah, and ago. I said, I said it. I said it the, happened. I said
4: the media will stop covering yep. it. Yep. It's not going well, but away, so, but the media stopped talking no, yeah, about it. It's but. not a
3: big deal anymore. Right.
1: What's so amazing about it, though, is now that there's supposed to be, the supposedly, this new, more infectious, more deadly strain. Yeah.
5: That,
1: and they're talking briefly about now having a third, uh, second booster after your initial. Okay, so it'd be three shots instead three of two. That's okay. Yeah, so because they're going to try to get ahead of this new strain. Mm. And this is, I mean, this would have been the biggest deal in the world before the yep. election. And now they're not even, they, nobody's even hardly talking about it. I know. Except Oops. for the drug companies.
0: Yeah, well, I yeah. suppose that is
3: true.
1: It's insane. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's the, brain, I know. the brainwashing of a country. Yes, it is. And plenty of people don't you guys know guys better. I
0: want to ask you guys a question because I did not understand that another guy's been arrested, a very wealthy guy, took a private plane and flew some damn place, I don't know, and worked the deal out so he and his wife could get the vaccination and mm. you know cut people off in line and all But I have a question for you. If you're that wealthy, how can you not be so wired in your own community? It even I could get a vaccination if I wanted one. Well so I'm because not a billionaire. I,
1: I think it's because of uh social media because there was there was some guy that was on the board of a long-term care facility down here in florida and he was getting vaccinations for his friends all right yeah that didn't qualify for the vaccination and people caught wind of it and it's it's not a good thing for him
0: no (laughs) no, it's not but how do you how do you not know how to do that better i mean seriously like if you've ever been around one Let's say a guy that that leans criminal, you understand how that whole thing works, and you know the question, yeah, exactly. Uh, it just would not be that tough to get the vaccine. I'm not going to do it because I don't care if I ever get it or if I do get but it, fine. If I don't get it, fine, you're not allowed to get it. Yeah, I know, and I'm not allowed to do it. I forgot that part, <laughs> but yeah, I, how could Other you
3: not that, be though? more wired than that if you're that rich? Well, it sounds like he was wired, like, he was just wired to the wrong guy. Well, yeah, I, th- I think
1: the problem is, is that you know people are these types of people are so used to doing whatever they want, and this is such an emotional mm. thing that yeah. if anybody catches wind of it, you're going to hear about it.
0: I suppose it's hugely that is true. emotional. Yes. uh Oh, you guys got you guys all got uh, iPads
3: or, or Apple products.
1: Oh, you yep. saw that. Nope. Talking yep. about
3: the yep. I uh, ICD thing. What now? Or uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the updates out
4: of your phones. <laughs> what? There's
1: there's an update that they're saying that if you don't do it there's security problems.
0: Oh. Well what a nice product you sell for
3: eleven hundred dollars. I thought you, you were talking about the fact very that very easily. I thought you were talking about the fact that if you have a pacemaker and you put the iPhone twelve in your jacket pocket, you'll have a heart attack. Yeah. That what? <laughs> I yeah. Saw that. Yep. Yeah. I saw <laughs> that, yeah. It stops a thing? Well, yeah. it, it interferes with <laughs> it the does, pacemakers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's really a thing.
3: Yep, yeah. it sure is. It's a bad They, oh, they said on their site, thing. it's like, don't use it within nine inches of your pacemaker or something.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
3: yeah. So you put it in that left breast pocket in your jacket. Oops, you're dead. Attack. Oh, well, but they have immunity,
1: right? Nobody can sue them for doing that?
3: I'm sure no one can sue them. Uh, what are we going to do about all that? I mean,
4: Amazon, even Amazon. Nothing. People don't understand Amazon hosts almost, almost every government website and almost every government computer.
3: Amazon AWS, yeah. Yeah,
4: they control it all, man. If you're on that platform, get the hell off. Like, what? what it's just such a monopoly. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what's interesting is, um, okay, so I've been, I've been researching cryptocurrency just for my own fun. Not that I'm like any sort of a an expert, but this whole blockchain system, it's people are starting to build social media and YouTube sorts of things on blockchain. Yeah,
3: telegram and so Fediverse that, and that kind of stuff.
1: Yep, so mm-hmm. people cannot get at them and and cancel you and censor you and all the, all that stuff. It's it's people are fighting back in
3: Different Different ways. ways, Well, what's going to happen? They're making their
1: own cloud based storage systems on the dark web.
3: What's going to happen much easier than all of that is some country is going to say, if you host your servers in our country, you are immune to all of this. And everyone in the world is going to host their servers in that country. And that country is going to get rich as hell. Well, that country will be China. No, God, no! <laughs>
4: so. you don't,
3: I don't think China is going to be hosting servers that are critical of the Chinese no. government. No, no. it's no. going to be some <laughs> yeah, <like no>. weird <laughs> island somewhere. I it remember be t- India. Twenty years ago or so, there was this huge explosion of .tk websites because they were selling their domain uh, for like anyone could buy one. It was very easy. Uh, it was a territory in New Zealand. They made a ton of money because everyone was buying .tk websites. Huh. what And what's going to happen is somewhere like that, some little island somewhere, <laughs> is going to give you total immunity to having your service shut down for anything but the most illegal content. And that, yeah. they're well, going to become like a server powerhouse of the world. They are. Don't yep. you
0: think it
1: should be India? They've got all the technology. A- They've got all the people that can do this. And then they're a f- pretty free society in a lot of ways. I mean, they're
3: pretty... Yeah?
1: well they fairly corrupt with the proper
3: infrastructure could do it it does even very poor countries could stand to make tons yeah. of money off of this it's just India
5: whether or not they're willing
3: them. to and whether or not you know like Okay, let's say some little country in the Middle East does it. What? Oh, all of a sudden it turns out there's a terrorist cell that needs to be blown up there. What I mean, a coincidence! Yeah, how,
4: how much power is that going to give that place? That's the thing. I mean, is so a lot of people aren't corrupt. going to
3: like that. It
4: would have to be a country like Malta or something that just has yeah, no. Yeah, that's the kind of country it just that's going to happen. just has, has happen no happening. political
3: being yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, isn't that the beauty of blockchain? Is they can't trace everything.
3: Uh, well, I mean, it's traceable it, enough it's just all anonymous is the thing if you can trace someone's uh blockchain id back to them then they're traceable of course right they can
4: do a good job
3: (laughs) yeah it's like bank account numbers you know just because you know the number doesn't mean you know who it belongs to we need to take a break because we have a guest coming up right after this with the family
2: Next year, I'll give you a couple shots on the front nine.
0: Well, who am I to say no? Why not bank with my family's banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender? As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Is Anthony ready to go? Yep. Anthony Brinkley, ladies and gentlemen, you can't run away from you journaling the rise to manhood. I like this, Anthony. (laughs) I like it a lot.
5: I I appreciate it, sir. I actually appreciate the opportunity to be on your show and um, did a little research on you. And You definitely have a compelling story, so um, I'm honored and looking forward to converse with you and see where this takes us.
0: God uh, Anthony, I, I should ask you, what what about me is compelling? That I've never <laughs> heard that before. <laughs> well,
5: well I, I, I'll tell you, He's um, being
1: a gentleman—that's you know, what the dirt.
5: Yeah, you, you, you're, you're a transparent person, and, and when you you know when you talked about some of the challenges that you overcame in your life and faced them, I mean that hints at the title of my book: "You Can't Run Away from You." So yeah. when I looked at some of the things that you you articulated that you face down, and actually you've turned your pain into a purpose and a platform, um, I can't yep. do anything but respect that.
0: Anthony, you're my kind of guy all the way. <laughs> you know what's kind of funny about that? Anthony, where'd you grow up, Anthony?
5: So, um, I was born in North Carolina, and then what little growing I did took place in Connecticut, and from that <laughs> point I, I joined the military, and I was, I did almost 30 years in the Air Force, and that kind of restructured the way I oriented myself to myself as well as to the world. So, Connecticut is kind of probably where I, I kind of hang my hat as far as home goes.
0: All right. I want to I describe your situation, then I want to ask you a question about uh, just about what you were talking about here. Anthony is a retired Air Force Chief Master Sergeant, multiple award-winning leadership consultant, motivational speaker, and author. His book, You Can't Run Away From You, Journaling the Rise to Manhood, Volume 1, Uh, is available on Amazon and several other places. Now, Mr. Brinkley, uh, a question I have for you, because you are who you are, and you recognize who I am immediately, which very few people understand that at all. Do you have a hard time? Now, I will say, Anthony, that Minnesota is a very passive-aggressive state. They're not... They're not aggressive people. They're very passive-aggressive. I mean, it doesn't mean they won't stab you right in the back, but they'll do it while smiling in your face. You know, it's one of those deals. And I cannot tell you the problem that I have with some people. I was born there. I was raised there. Didn't always live there. We've lived in New York, spent a lot of time in Chicago, places like that. There are people who immediately don't like me because they think I'm really aggressive and get in their face a lot, which I don't. I just don't hide my feelings. You know, if someone's being a jerk, I go, you need to stop being a jerk or you're, I'll end you. You know, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't like it. Do you ever run into that, that people don't like the way you carry yourself? And that's all it is, the way you carry yourself, and they don't like
2: it, a lot of them.
5: Well, um, some of it, you know, if, if I'm really honest with myself, some of it I, I probably should own, uh, historically speaking. Sure. Because, um, yeah. you know, when I when I grew up, I had a lot of anger inside of me, so sometimes when you're an angry individual, you feel like you have to project that anger or project that emotion and maybe get people to back down. So some of that I own, um, but then as I, as I grew in life, um, and then, of course, you said New York, and that's kind of what I picked up from you. There's a certain, um, there's a certain way that people that has been in that area carry themselves. And I love it. like, hey, man, this is what, yep, this is what yep. you're getting. Of course, like one of the terms we, we would use is, hey, don't be a fugazi. You know, don't be fake. Oof, and so fugazi, um, yeah, I absolutely. think that sometimes people, they're, they're not really comfortable in them being authentic. So it's hard for them to actually accept and embrace authentic people. So um, I think, no, um, for you being authentic, I can relate to that. But what I tell people is, um, you know, it's not, it's not what people call you. It's what you answer to it or, or another or another way put it. Um, those that you let define you, you let confine you. So when I learned to embrace who I was, and I, as long as I wasn't off-putting, then how someone took it, you know, they had to own that piece.
0: Did you get some of your strength from your parents, do you think? Uh, your mother, your father, both?
5: So so the, the answer is yes. Um, and I watched one of your interviews when you talked about um, how you look at mental health in a different way. Because when you're young, you don't. a lot mm-hmm. of us don't have an understanding about how, how our brain works or, or orientation to the world. Most people don't even realize your brain's not even fully developed till you're 25. So, but, right. but, but in life, we get faced with so many challenges, and we make a decision in our minds early. And if we don't go back and look at that, it can affect us. So the short answer is I got a lot of strength from them because I used to think my dad, he was an unfeeling, uncaring individual. Because mm-hmm. back then, it was like, a man doesn't cry. I'm like, first of all, I'm six years old. Why are you calling me a man? You know, so <laughs> let's, let's define what a man is. For, I mean, I'm still, I still, you know, I'm still, I just got out of diapers. You know, it's so, <laughs> so So what happened was, but what I did, so I held that against my dad, and I'll give you a short version. But mm-hmm. so um, later on in life, when my father died, I didn't know till after his death, when he came home at the age of 13, my mother, excuse me, his grandmother, excuse me, my grandmother, his mother had a stroke and died in his arms. So the most oh. prominent person in his life, because he never met his father. So the, mm. the most prominent figure in his life died in his arms. And then that affected the way he extended love. And so that, that was something that I, all I saw was, but well, you don't care. You don't, you don't tell me you care. Hey, I fed you, right? That's how it was his thing. So I'm saying that to say that I learned (laughs) that people express themselves differently and I learned that even though he might have had limitations, he gave me based on his capacity. He didn't withhold anything, he just gave me what he had. Then conversely, my mother was she was like a primary figure who worked two or three jobs. So I was home by myself a lot. And so, you know, I learned a lot, but it was kinda hard. So and I didn't tell you this part real quick, but when I was five years old, um, I thought we were going for a ride, and we ended up in a hospital. And I was there for six months going through chemotherapy. And that's where a lot of my oh, anger came wow. from, from abandonment wow. issues. And, and they just said, hey, um, you can't live at home anymore, and we got to go. And and, and that was—and they didn't give kids therapy. Like when you mentioned on one of your interviews about embracing therapy and doing the work, you never drive your car 100,000 miles and not get the oil change. But when it comes to our mental health and other parts of our development, we just, you know, play like whack-a-mole when something pops up, we deal with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're very funny. You should go on stage and do. You should do comedy too. That didn't nah, work out really, I to really
5: to promote, well. I, I used to promote comedians, and most of them are tortured souls. But that's a whole other podcast.
3: Oh
4: God, yeah.
5: <laughs> believe <laughs> us, we know. It we're, we're
4: all too very familiar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But
0: yeah.
5: so, well, why y'all laughing? That ain't funny to me. I just said it. <laughs> you
0: know, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I, I just honestly, Anthony, very, very few people open the conversation first time ever talked to him with. I studied. Well, first of all, Anthony, I'm shocked because you're the only person in 2021 that actually completes his work and follows all the way through with his, you know, research or whatever you're doing. Anthony, I'm very, very impressed at how hard you work to get where you want to go.
5: Well, here's the thing, my friend. Um, in America, every day, before COVID, 7,000 people die every day in this country. So if you extrapolate uh, that out yeah. 65 days, that's 2.5 million Americans that just drop off the planet for various reasons. I think a person, and I've got to say this, too. The way that they talk about you and your family, um, how mm-hmm. you all, you said, I, I forgot the term you use about the, the closeness that you all have. That's like, you know, and so that, that impressed me. So the point I would make to you is, why do I finish? Because I realized that I shouldn't even have been here based on my like my childhood and what I experienced in the anger and mm-hmm. the rage. I should have had a I should have been identified by a number or or, or 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 plot site. So when I realized mm-hmm. that if I t- you know, pain can be your mentor, it can teach you. Pain shows you where you need to pay attention if you use it if that way or if you ignore it, it could be your tour mentor. Well, if you and I are still here, my friend, and your your beautiful family. That means that we have to take our pain and our circumstance and turn it into curriculum because all of us on this podcast are doing something that 7,000 other Americans aren't going to be able to do today. So let's go fight this thing. Let's go get it. That's my whole thing. Like, you know, when I die, I'm going to have a dream in my heart and, and people like you in my life.
0: Well, I tell you, just like I said, it's so nice to hear somebody that's not claiming to be a victim, that I'm hurt and you hurt me and you turned on me. You you stepped up and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Anthony Brinkley is going to handle his own life. He's going to take care of himself. He's going to get where he wants to go, become an Air Force Chief Master Sergeant, which not everybody can do. We know that. Only 1% of people uh, actually in the Air Force. Yeah, 1 1% of people. How do
1: you feel about becoming the mayor of Minneapolis? <laughs> <laughs> We're desperate.
0: We We're are
5: desperate, desperate for leadership. are like very much. desperate. After, after a while. Well.
0: <laughs> they run you out, Anthony. They run you out, out no quick question. on a rail. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Well, if you
4: decide you I'm, want to do it, I, I own the website, com, so I'll give it to you. <laughs> there you go. Wow. I mean, governors, well,
1: oh, governorship, we need that too. So, governor, yeah, mayor, whatever. Okay, we an
5: announcement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is great. Do you think part of it? Yeah, you you knew you're going to have to get to work to get somewhere from where you were. Um, you know, with your mother, your father, you can't live with us anymore. You can't do this. You can't do that. Do you, you know when you set up set about doing this? What I'm really impressed, and and maybe the, I'm only saying that's because the same thing I did. That um, I didn't put up with this whole tough guy deal. You don't. You know, I'm sure you're a very tough guy, Anthony, but you don't come across that way but you also come across as somebody who's got a great sense of humor. You're a very smart guy. You figured out each one of the parts of your personality and you use it to its fullest. That's very smart, man.
5: Well, one, thank you for your kind words. But two, as you know, my friend, you know, it's a process. It's not like hitting a light switch. And so I'm a firm believer that in life you can't address what you have not acknowledged. So I'll give you, you know, you were transparent in some of things. So I'll give you a quick moment of transparency. So because I was so angry, and uh, I, used, I used to use my profession, I mean, I was an honor graduate in basic training, and all the, I won all these accolades, but on the inside, I was dying. I was just wishing someone would ask me for help, or, or ask me oh, yeah. if I needed help. And so what yeah. I did was I I, I, hide, I hid behind my success to try to prove to the world that I wasn't what people said, but I realized as, as I started to climb that ladder, eventually it was leaning up against a wall. So. Quick story is what I used to do was um, I would get a, I would get a, I was a functioning alcoholic and what I would do is I would get a, 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 a bottle of water and I'd pour out the water and I would put vodka in it because vodka doesn't,
2: Ooh, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. emit.
5: And then I would go to work and I was functioning like, and to the point where I made provisions that I knew I'd get pulled over for drunk driving. So I practiced to feel sobriety. I could pass it drunk. I can recite the alphabet backwards, (laughs) G-Y-S-T-E-C-S-R, all the way to A. So the point I'm making to your question is a lot of us, we've made provision for the thing we're trying to hide. So, you know, so some of us, it's not that we love our job. We don't want to go home to deal with what's going on at home. So for me, again, back to when I talked about the title of the book, You Can't Run Away From You, A Young Man's Journey journey to, to, to the Rise to Manhood, I couldn't be who I was professing if I didn't face things, I, because, because people like you are too smart, and you pick up when people aren't being authentic. What makes you great, like you or not, people are gonna know who you and your family are because you're gonna come off as authentic. And so what we're going through is that we it, we we're doing heart surgery on people, because people's hearts are the ones that we the things that we have to get to to change the mind. So I said the first heart I need to work on is is, is my own. And that's kind of what the genesis of all of this.
0: Makes sense. Anthony, do you have one more segment in you? I'd love to keep you another 10, 15 minutes if you got time.
5: I can stay here as long as you need me, but I, but I will tell you this. Um, you know, me talking to you and your family is something that I would have never did growing up because I had a lot of issues with people who didn't look like me because I yeah. would bust across yeah. town. and I saw things, and I tell people half of learning is learning and the other half is unlearning. I was taught stuff that was wrong, and then when I was in the hospital, um, I met someone that looked like you, that that didn't correspond with my lifestyle, and they they were a savior to my state of mind, and I realized we can change the world one person at a time. I'm not smart enough to change the whole world, but I can influence the people that I come into contact with, so I'm grateful that I didn't die with rage in my heart, and now I can go to people who don't even know me, and I can show them that. You can't bring me down to your level, but if I reach down is to try to bring you up. So, no, what I, would, what I would just comment to what you said is that you and I have a lot in common. We were fighting our whole lives. When you were a child, fighting was the thing that was, it, it kept you, it made you survive. But if we're not careful, the thing that we needed to do that was necessary back then, it becomes a part of our life. But now we don't have to fight or we change how we fight. So I was just fighting just to fight. But now I'm like, no, I'm fighting to restore now. So there's a difference in my methodology. But I'm always going to be a fighter, but I'm not going to try to kill anybody anymore.
0: No, I understand that completely. Two things before we take a break, and, I, and if you can stay that'd be wonderful. Uh, sure. When you said earlier in your statement, I'm a functioning alcoholic, Catherine looked at me, and my wife looked at me like, oh, he's got something else in common with you. So, two <laughs> peas in a my man. Two peas. <laughs> the, only was,
5: the only reason I wasn't really an alcoholic was because I didn't go to the meeting. They said, well, if you go to the meeting, you're alcohol. so well, I ain't go to the meeting, so... You can't get me, that. But, but I met the criteria. <laughs> you know, I just didn't have membership in the meeting.
0: Man, we got to have you on at least once a week. This is this is doing my heart good. I'll tell you that. And and going into the break, let me say this: exactly what you were talking about. I grew up in a, in a uh, inner city neighborhood, very very poor. Uh, a lot of black people, Jews, and Catholics. That's who lived in my neighborhood. And walking down the hall at North High School one day. And Ralph, my friend, is a black man in America today, is about six foot three, weighed about 250 pounds. Really big guy for a high school kid, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so Ralph and I are walking down the hall, and he goes, Hey, Tommy, let me tell you something. You're really funny, but don't you ever make fun of me. I'm like, Okay, man. <laughs> I heard that.
5: <laughs> there is a lot. <laughs>
0: We'll be right back more with Anthony Brinkley. You can't run away from you journaling the rise to manhood volume one. Right back. Tom here for shift real estate last year about this time when we were making plans for Key West. I met the folks from shift real estate. And when I heard the shift story, it made sense to me. d the Tom fall <laughs> No, no, I'm here. I'm just listening to this. I love that song. Yeah, it's a great Rebel, song. Rebel Rebel, baby. Mm-hmm. It is a great song. Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Brinkley with us, uh, You Can't Run Away From You, Journaling the Rise to Manhood, Volume 1. One of the things I talk a lot about it, and by the way, Anthony, I want to get you booked on the morning show that I do as well. It's, it's a big morning show in town, and I want to get you on there. Because you and I can deliver a message together to people. I am getting really tired of... Uh, oh, I hate this person. This person was treated poorly. No, no, they hate me. No, I, look, we all have to treat each other exactly the same. Not better, not worse. You're not better than me. You're not worse than me. What are people going to learn that lesson, Anthony?
5: I don't know. I would would be, I mean, I'm an optimist, so um, no matter what my environment is, and maybe I learned that being in the military and being in combat and things like that. Matter of fact, I used to tell the troops, I remember when um, it was Operation Desert Fox, it was one of the um, offshoot um, uh, surges that we had during Operation Desert Storm, and I was the first sergeant leading a whole bunch of folks, and we were about to go over And they looked at me because of my position. They're like, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to apply our training. I said, I need you guys to understand something. The folks that we're going to, to, you know, engage engage with, they're not going to try to kill every black person or white person or Christian or Jew or Muslim or people that don't even believe in or have faith. They're going to try to kill every American that they see. Mm -hmm. And I told them, I said, so here's the bottom line. I'm not even going to focus on who you love or who you hate. You just can't bring that here. So so my thing is... um. I talk about a story where, um, when I was younger, again, I had a lot of rage in my heart, and someone took a lot of time and patience and kind of helped deconstruct my mentality, and and they did it through patience and love, so I'm not really sure if it is or when it is, but I know I have the ability, and you have the ability to influence. That's why I think, and I'll be quiet after this, that's why I think that us having a discussion like this comes from different perspectives or different walks of life or it may be just looking different, um, I think we can lead that discussion because, again, when people think, well, you understand how I feel, no, I don't understand how you feel because I haven't walked in your shoes, so let's examine that. So I think with understanding, empathy, which is the bridge that connects us, we can, we can make those inroads, and you have had an established platform for years, so I need to be asking you that question.
0: <laughs> I just uh, think I'm in a situation see, now right I'm now.
5: Just <laughs> You
0: did, you did yes, You were being a master sergeant on me there I, I, I saw that coming kind of, But um, one of the things I, I do love about Because uh, I was reading more of the things There are a lot of things I still want to ask you And thanks for being on an extra segment here Because this is going to be very helpful But I've been talking a long, long time About this whole situation What you were just talking about I don't understand Now here's the way I picture it As a young kid growing up to a, a, to a man for, for several hundred years, black people were treated like dirt in America, Ter- horribly were killed, I mean, so many, many things. So instead of helping everybody, you know, meet the day and everybody being at the same level and let's all share this life together, now there are people, well, white people suck. Well, c- come on. What where, Was it a good thing when you went after black skin color? Hell no. Is it good you went after white? Hell no. That's not what we need. We need equality, in my opinion. You think that's true, Anthony?
5: I think that is true, but I think I think one of the issues, in my humble opinion, I think America has an anger problem.
3: Oh God, yeah. To me, if yep. you
5: spell out the word anger, A-N-G-E-R, then you spell out the word danger, D-A-N-G-E-R. When we don't address our anger and we say, look, I don't want to hear about that or I don't want to talk about that, then in some right. cases we're, people are being dismissed, and I, w- I was talking to people about riots. I said, listen, let me explain something to you. You will never get me to argue about a riot is right. But what I will try to get you to understand is, if you reverse engineer how a riot starts, it starts because a lot of people feel like they couldn't speak. And, I'm not, again, I'm not condoning any of that, but I am saying it's a form of communication. It's a horrible form of communication. But if we have a problem with anger, regardless of what's end of the spectrum you're on, and if it's unresolved, it normally proliferates into something that affects us all adversely. So the one thing is just acknowledge how we feel about it. I don't have to concur with how you see it, but I need to at least give you the dignity to to hear you and then let you know in in us having this discourse, I'm here with you, so why are you projecting anger on me? Well, I'm just frustrated. I get that. But I'm here with you, so I think one of the first things I do when I do crisis management or, or coaching people is say, tell me how you feel, unfiltered. And, and we just, we're just we just not going to abuse each other in the process. So I think we start to allow people to express it. And, or some people haven't been given the sensibilities to deal with it appropriately. And then, then what we end up focusing on is the abject, the, the terrible behavior, but we don't look at what caused the behavior in their mind. If yeah. that makes sense.
1: You because, could also be the sheriff of Minneapolis. What do you think? You know, you're going to be He's the mayor, the governor,
5: the sheriff. And and Come on. <laughs> We need help. I might I'm have to ride that one day. He need a help. He need a helping
3: hand. <laughs> <laughs> he, I'm not touching that sheriff thing, man. Well, Officer
5: oh, Dave I, already I says. I'm not uh, sheriff, but I didn't shoot the deputy.
3: Officer <laughs> Dave already has uh, you have his respect. So there you go. He's a uh, Dave, how yeah. long has Let's he been on say the force? Let
5: I I have, I have immense. I do a lot of work with law enforcement. Actually, um, a lot of people. If, if you go to nursing homes and places like that. You don't see a lot of people that work in law enforcement because a lot of them don't live a long period of time once they get out because of what we expose them to. Are there opportunities to improve Mm -hmm. what we do? Absolutely. But what you said, sir, to generalize a a broad brush, stroke everybody with anything, that just shows how much we don't know about something. Because we don't like when people do it to us, but we feel free to do it to others. Nah, Mm -hmm. we're better than that.
0: You know what I love about that? It was uh, Catherine, my lovely wife, is here. Our son Andy was the one you just talked to there. And our daughter Alex, We're, the whole family's on the show today with a very good family friend, LA Nick. And what I want you to, I want to bring this up because it's on your descriptor. I love this paragraph, bringing hope to young people who believe the odds are stacked too high against them succeeding. Mm. I would love if you if you have the time to talk about that a bit because Alex is 31, about to be 32, and he's 34 years old, so they fit in that under-40 crowd that really is looking at us like, well, what am I supposed to do? Right?
5: Well, they're looking uh, at well, you, Tom.
3: Or that.
0: Well, what oh, what, what, I, what <laughs> I would say, and, and, and when, I, when
5: I get into this, and I'll give you the short version, but a lot. I believe most people, when they live this, when they leave this earth, they they will die with their dreams still born with that within them. Their dreams not coming to full
2: term. Mm-hmm.
5: You know, it's like yeah. wanting to be actually born. Like there's a different statistic on being conceived and actually coming to get, being birthed. It's like one in four hundred trillion just to give, So the odds of you being born are astronomical. Yet. There's so much pressure for people to conform. Hey, I went to this school; you need to go to this school. We, everybody in the family worked at the mill, and um, and so when you look at a child before they before they learn about the world, they're uninhibited. They don't care how people see them. They want to be an astronaut, Superman, a frog, because nothing's out of limits when you're a child. And then the world starts to beat them down. So what I would suggest to um, you know your family members is that. Go somewhere and quiet your mind so you can hear that small voice that speaks to you. And, and and I will tell you where your ministry is, and that's why I'm saying to you, sir, what makes you great, the stuff that bothers you, that's where you're supposed to have an impact. If you look at a lot of people that work with children that are disadvantaged, usually they came up in a disadvantaged environment. Why do I have yeah, a passion yep. to help people? Because when I was in a distressed situation, someone helped me. So... Your conscious is the thing that, that would, stuff that doesn't bother other people bothers you. And the thing that bothers you is the thing that you should get involved. So I would just say to the people in your family that you asked me to speak to, quiet your mind and figure out if you could do anything in the world, take pay and status out of it, but it gives you fulfillment. Pursue those things. And you could sell shoes, and when somebody buys shoes from you, they feel better about their life. Because you engage with them in a, use, in a in a prominent way, so I would just say, quiet your mind, listen, and be courageous enough to go get it, just like you did. You, you look at your eyes and what you went through, and you you changed a generation. You you said my father wasn't even in my life because of different things he dealt with, and you in, in your own way you said I'm going to have the best family I can ever have, and I looked at you. I'm <laughs> oh, like, that's well, true. They got to be in the yeah. top too. Because they look
0: wonderful to me. <laughs> well, what do you think of that, Andy and Alex? You look wonderful to Anthony. I
1: mean,
3: it's
0: the first time every... for everything. <laughs> first time for everything. Duality of man now, right I, there. <clears throat> I just really love what you talk about, Anthony. I love your approach to the whole situation. You mm-hmm. had a tough, tough row to hoe. Uh, you know what a tough guy is. And that's one thing that I always loved. I mean, the guy's the president of Hell's Angels, so he should be, you know, toe to line in law and order a little more than he does. But Sonny Barger, who was the president of the Hells Angels International, uh was once asked about if he was a tough guy. And he responded by saying, You know, everybody's a tough guy till they meet a tough guy. Yeah. I always love that. <laughs> always love that saying. It's true. It is true. Uh it is. Being a, being a tough guy is being what you are, Anthony, what I try to be, a real tough guy. Like I said, my wife, our son, our daughter, we're all together. Uh, the only time I go off the rails is if somebody bothers them, then you see that psychopath that I was when I was a teenager. Because right. I'm not letting anybody mess with my family. But other than that, I'm pretty even keel because I have a magnificent wife. I told her last night. You're
1: even keel. Did you just say what? that?
0: What? How am I not even keel? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Thought we how? were
1: being truthful here, pal.
0: Pretty funny, Anthony. Song. My wife's turn. My, my wife's <laughs> turning on me.
1: It's not even keel.
0: <laughs> I don't know what a award <laughs> she should get, but there's
5: something there's has to <laughs> a level of recognition that this woman needs to receive. Based on, I mean, Mother Teresa? Nah, your wife yeah, yeah. is the one we That's need to hold been... about. <laughs> <on.
0: laughs> not Mother Teresa, Catherine. Huh? Yes,
1: I love you, dear. There but you you're go. Not even keel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a word that the was
4: two words I would use with Tom no. no. What,
0: no. even keel? Yeah, no. I just wouldn't really use Really even keel? No, I wouldn't use that with you. Sorry. <laughs> I just don't understand what you're talking about. I'm level-headed, even keel. I keep, I never lose my temper. <laughs> I would say you know. you're, you're
4: a very loving person, but I wouldn't say even keel. I'm yes. a very
0: loving person.
1: i yeah. got tons of great qualities, but yeah. even keel just doesn't want to. Yeah, well, I had to
0: well, I had a great time for a while, until <laughs> they all turned on me here. You, you were actually on
5: a roll, and you went down that path, and <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they showed you the time, and said, you you might want to you're right. <laughs> yeah, you got you
4: know, yeah. Anthony, I'm, I'm a pretty small guy. I'm like 5'7", weigh 150 pounds. So I, I, don't play tough guy too often. But I know, I remember one time I did because I knew I was. If I didn't, I was gonna get beat up. Yeah. And it, right. was, it was, like ten pagans, their motorcycle gang, and they, they come out and they, they, they saw me, and I had, I had real long hair at the time, like almost down to my waist, and they were like, "Hey, you fag." and... I, I knew that I had to stand oh, up for myself yeah. because right. there was no other way. I was alone, so I had to play tough guy. And I was like, one so Just like so I was just instantly was like, "Fuck you!" And start yelling at him. And they're like, "What'd you say?" And, <laughs> and I said it back. And I remember I still friends with this guy. His name's Rabbit. He came over and he put his arm <laughs> around rabid. me. Good old
0: he, rabid. Rabid. Yeah, he
1: came over. Big dude. No. Uh oh. I think we lost
0: it. him.
3: Do we lose Anthony? I think we might have hit his limit or something. Oh, no.
1: Hit his limit.
0: Oh. Yeah, 10 after. Yeah, uh, 10, oh, ten no, after. He
3: was booked till 15 after. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I
4: don't
0: know. Well, if know. he calls back, let me know, because I, I definitely want to get him booked on the morning show, and I'd like to have him back on this show. He, seriously, to hear a black voice like Anthony Brinkley yes. is really important it's to the so world refreshing. right now. hmm you know it's not going to hold pretty this successful against you, in the military. And you suck. that's that's saying a lot man yeah it is you're oh, absolutely right
1: he, his messaging is just so calm and reassuring i love that
4: it
0: is all right we'll take a break be back in just a couple minutes with hour 2 thank you again to anthony brinkley you can't run away from you journaling the rise to manhood volume 1 i do need to do you know andy that phone number if that is that his direct line i think so yes because oh, I want to book him on the morning show as well. I'd love to get him on the morning show. Really enjoyed having him on. We'll be back. Another great guest coming up next hour. Huh? There no, is. we're talking. Not on my calendar. Yep, you got, Alex knows who it is. I know,
1: I'll tell I you. Is know, it a, was a surprise? No. It's, do you want me to say it right now on air, or do you want to keep it a secret?
0: Yeah. You could do the promo for him.
1: Mike Lindell's going to be on. <laughs>
0: That's a great promo. promo. Mike Lindell. Yeah, you really, wow. you really, really belted. To that. To
3: that. Well, what you really I mean, committed to that. And in 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> 20 minutes from now, ladies and gentlemen.
3: My fellow representative, Mike in... There you go. There you go.
2: You're
0: welcome. Boy, look at the time. We'll be back. Bye.